This week we're observing Holocaust Memorial Day. This is uh, probably the greatest tragedy in the history of the Jewish people, the murder of six million Jews uh, during the Holocaust. Uh, it was a great, great tragedy, and as Christians, we're called to stand with the Jewish people, to bless and love the Jewish people. So if you have a Jewish friend or coworker, neighbor, just remind them that you love them, that you're praying for them, and that you're standing with them against anti-Semitism. Can God change your life in the next 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. Join me for Jewish Voice and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and why you should stand with Israel. I'm Rabbi Jonathan Bernus. So glad you're with us today. And I have some amazing guests back with me. Pastor Stovell Weems is here, a megachurch pastor from Jacksonville, whose life was transformed through an encounter with Jesus. And with him, uh, my dear friend Paul Wilbur is back. And we're, we, what an amazing testimony you shared last week. For those that didn't watch last week, Pastor, just in a nutshell, you had a, a, an encounter, divine encounter, a, a vision. I, I think you, you actually went into an Acts chapter 9, 10 trance, like Peter uh, at, at Jaffa on the rooftop. What happened? Well, it was it was Good Friday, and it was also uh, Passover night, and so uh, I'd asked Paul to to do the communion service, the Seder service there. And as he was um, speaking in Hebrew, praying the blessing over the bread, I I heard another Hebrew voice. It was like going from mono mono to stereo. It was very deep, penetrating, and that started this whole chain reaction of of seeing the Lord, beholding His glory. And, and being in that heavenly dimension uh, as he was um, the high priest and the Passover lamb uh, ministering uh, the Passover service to the church of the firstborn, the heavenly congregation, uh, as it talks about in Hebrews 12. Yeah, I was thinking of something when you were sharing last time. We're in, we're in the dimension of time. We're in a time dimension. We're, we're, we live in a finite reality, but God's in a, in a a timeless, infinite reality. And I think talking about the Lord's Supper, the, yeah. the last Passover meal, it's an event in history, but it's also perpetually ongoing throughout, outside the realm of time, like, yes. a, like an endless loop. And you, you were taken into that experience. Yes, yes. And it, it was, you know, when I was in the experience, what I thought at first was, because I had no schema, I thought I had gone back in time and I was actually at the Last Supper because you felt like this is the Last Supper. Jesus is about to go to the cross. But it wasn't a dark room or anything like that. No, this was heavenly. It's hard to describe. It's like you go back in time, but you're, but you're in the heavenly realm. It's clearly changed everything for you. That, that, that's something that's, mm -hmm. that's very obvious as we've talked. Uh, now, for this program, uh, and we, we focus on helping Christians understand the Jewish roots of their faith. One, Hebrew. You heard Hebrew. Yes. So Hebrew is an active, heavenly, 
language. Yes, yes. You, 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 you identified a Hebraic context to all this. This was not just the, the Lord's Christian supper with white bread. This was a Passover. The, yes, and, and, and the heavenly dimension, oh, it's, it is not American. It is not Western. It is Hebrew. It is kingdom, and it is Hebrew. And so that had a huge effect on me. And, and now even the way that I study Scripture, it, to me, it's all about the original text. It's all about the context and the original. So let me make a few points that are really important, I think, for this show to help people understand. Kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. You walked into king You were taken into kingdom culture. There is a Hebraic reality in oh, our yeah. faith. We're grafted yes. in. You've been grafted into to a heritage. You become a spiritual son and daughter of Abraham. So that was clear to yeah. you. And she has changed your whole outlook on the feasts, yes. on God's what you call the the kingdom calendar. Yes. Right. Yep. That that's that's big. And then Paul table. You you you. We've mm -hmm. been talking about table. Can yeah. you can you jump into that? Sure. The power of the table. This is this is where, um, if if you go back to the original Passover, uh, the table was a big part. Take for yourself a lamb, one for every household and then consume it all. If your neighbor doesn't have one, invite them in. The power of the table, it's community, it's father priesthood leading the house. Take it up to 2,000 years ago. Jesus chooses the Passover table to reveal to his disciples uh, as much as they could receive it, who he was with his, the bread, his body, the, the cup, his blood, he institutes the new covenant. There's power at this table. And then we're told about the Sabbath, to remember and to keep it holy. Those are the two commandment words. If you, I know that doesn't play well in the West. We don't like commandments, but those are the two commandments. And remember, there's another way of looking at that word. It's not just a mental, oh, think about this. No, remember when you share this meal which is re means again, member, family. Bring your family again to the table where the covenant is made, where I can show myself to you and to who's there. And we are seeing uh, with the recapturing of the power of the table and Shabbat at church, there is last, last week, the whole service was testimonies of people who have been celebrating Shabbat for the first time with healing and deliverance and children coming back and rebellion going Huge out miracles. and peace. Wow. And there's a lot of people watching, I, I know not prophetically, but from experience, that are praying for a spouse to return to mm -hmm. the Lord or return to them, a child, mm -hmm. a grandchild. And you, you might be lamenting over that. You, yeah. you, what came out of this revelation are some essentials yes. that are being, that you're yes restoring in your church. And I yes. believe God wants to restore to his people. So talk about the family, the restoration yep. of family. Yep. You, you've had the most, you've shared the most practical uh, idea of Sabbath that I've ever heard. And I'm a Jewish believer. We celebrate Shabbat in our home, but Sabbath is not just an Old Testament thing that's been done away with. Right, right. It was actually established and this is what we would call the whole meta-narrative of Scripture. Why do we all do what we do? Why are we preaching the gospel and, 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 and all of these things? Well, it started back in Genesis 1 and 2. Uh, when, when God, it's, it's the seventh day, 
and he rested in that word uh, Shabbat, you know, meaning wholeness, like this is the way everything should be. Like, like creation, all that was great, but all of that was really for this, so that we could sit down at my table, enjoy one another's company, it's wholeness, it's healing. And so that, that Eden, remember, that was, that was in Eden. It wasn't in all the world. That was the Lord's batah, his home, his house. So it was the father and his heavenly family and his earthly family with Adam and Eve, and they were all there Shabbating, enjoying one another's fellowship in the home. I love that Shabbating, Paul, new, new verb, Shabbating. We're only going to, we have so much to talk about and so little time, but uh, we want to continue this in your home with your own devotional time. You know, why not get around the table with your family at Shabbat and confess the Hebrew scriptures? That this is one of the things we're offering this week. Adonai said, Kenu, Pastor, you were saying Hebrew, you heard Hebrew yes, in the yes, heavenly realm. Yes. Hebrew is relevant, it's impactful. There's something supernatural about the Hebrew language, and that's why we have a series confessing the Hebrew scriptures. This is Adonai Kenu, the Lord our righteousness about uh, almost 50 scriptures that proclaim your righteousness in him. You are righteous in him. Hear it in Hebrew. Get it into your spirit. It will really transform you. As you hear the word of God, there's a washing, there's a cleansing, there's faith released in the Hebrew language. Adonai said, Kenu, also, why not get into the feast? Why not observe the feast? We have practical guidebooks to doing that. This is the fall feasts in Hanukkah what they mean, how Jesus is at the center of all of them, how you can observe them in your own home, and the spring feasts and Purim. Again, guides to helping you understand these feasts of the Lord that are still as a perpetual event taking place in the heavenly realm on earth, in your family as it is in heaven. We want to sow these into your life as you stand with this ministry to reach the Jewish people with the good news. Why not become a monthly partner we also have some great products we'll send you if you'll uh, become a monthly partner. And you can provide not only the gospel, but clean water to Jewish people and their neighbors in places we're working like Ethiopia. Touching the heart of God, this is embracing the calendar of the kingdom. And more from Zion, Paul's latest uh, project from Zion. It will change the atmosphere in your home. All of these are our way of saying thank you for partnering with Jewish Voice. We'll be right back. The hearing of the Hebrew language was what made such an impact on Pastor Weems. Jonathan wants you to have that same life-changing experience. By utilizing this Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures workbook, you'll experience the same transformative power of hearing and confessing the Word of God in Hebrew as Pastor Weems experienced. Through the use of transliteration, you'll not only hear the Word of God spoken in Hebrew, but you will be able to follow along and actually speak the Hebrew words yourself. We will send you the Lord Our Righteousness workbook today for your one-time gift today of $40. And Jonathan will include the study guides for both the fall and the spring feasts, which will help you to prepare and celebrate these important holidays. As you join Jonathan today as a monthly supporter of Jewish Voice with a gift of just $30 a month, you'll not only receive all of the resources already mentioned, but Jonathan also wants to send you Paul Wilbur's newest musical production entitled Roar from Zion. 
Recorded on location in Jerusalem, this DVD and audio CD set is one of the finest Messianic worship experiences ever produced and will certainly be a blessing to your life. And we'll also include Paul Wilber's book, Touching the Heart of God, which will show you how to engage with the kingdom of God in your own life. Again, you will receive this entire bundle of resources for your support of just $30 a month. And remember, your gift to Jewish Voice will provide medical care to one individual every month. Your monthly support is so vital this month. We need your help now to reach Jewish people. Please call the 800 number on the screen and let our operator know what level of giving you wish to participate in. If you prefer, you can always choose to give online at jewishvoice.tv or you can also give by mailing your gift to the address on the screen. Jonathan is encouraging you to become a monthly supporter as the need to help these dear people is ongoing and urgent. And remember, your gift will provide medical care to one individual every month. Thank you in advance for your generous support of Jewish Voice and for making a difference in so many lives through your sacrifice. Now, let's rejoin Jonathan. Welcome back. This is your day for an, an encounter with God. You're not watching by accident. Pastor Stovell Weems and Paul Wilbur are my guests today. Pastor, why, Shabbating. I love it. Why now? Why, why are you doing these things now? What, well, what's well, changed? All, all of this came from my encounter and then searching these things out in the scriptures. And so I, I definitely want to say to the audience out there, they, they might be saying, well, why does that matter? You know, Jesus fulfilled all of that. Listen, I know Hebrews 4, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Our wholeness comes from Jesus. He is the Sabbath rest. However, this, this is about demonstration. In other words, if Jesus is our Sabbath rest, then why wouldn't I honor him as Lord of the Sabbath on a time that God established in Genesis 1 and 2 that God says these are, these are sacred times. These are for seasons and appointments. And so I like to say, well, Yes, we can serve communion and have family dinners every night. I, I hope that we will. However, if we can do it on, on a Friday night, it, it's not about going to a church service or when the assembly gathers together. If you want to do that, that's fine. But this is about your, your home, that, that God has an appointment with your home, with you, with your family. He's knocking at your door. And if you will honor that, here's the powerful thing. He will come in with his shalom. Wow. His Sabbath rest, his wholeness. You need your family to function as it should. That's what the Lord does uh, on Shabbat. So we've, the testimonies in our church, we've had couples that have had issues of unforgiveness or whatever for months, years. They do it one time. Mm. Boom. The Lord does the work. Mm -hmm. Shalom in your home. It, you know, Paul, I... I was thinking as you were talking, I mean, this is a revelation. Why is the Sabbath one of the Ten Commandments, keeping the Sabbath? Yeah, of course. And the, it becomes clear when you understand this is an anchor for your home. Yes. This is an anchor for family, for keeping yeah. family yeah. together. That's yeah. all of the feasts, and, and in every fact, secular, are anchors. Every secular and psychological study, non-Christian or non-Jewish, will tell you that. Like, they'll tell you what, what, what's happened to our society. Uh, why is it breaking apart? Their families aren't having dinner together. Families are not gathering around the table. Lo and behold, God had a fail-safe 
established thousands of years ago to keep the family whole. At the very intact. least, one day a week in anchor, and that's why you keep you keep the Shabbat, a ten, part of the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you maybe think taught this was the law; it's done away with. It is very relevant. Yes. And when you talk about the table, you can't leave Israel out of it. Because you, when, when you begin to do these things, experience these things, you begin to feel the heart of God, his longing to see his firstborn son come back to the table. And if we can see, you know, we, we hear about the responsibility of the church. And to if you've, if you've partaken in the spiritual gifts of Israel, you owe it to, and, and all that. But can we just hear the passion of the father mm -hmm. and his desire his to see his son come back to the table where he can love him again and welcome him home. You know, the, yeah. the father at the hill, the prodigal son thing, you mm -hmm. feel the heart of God for his kids that are just wandering out there godless. Our Jewish people are, are without the knowledge of God. For the most part, we are a secular humanistic group mm -hmm. of people. And the heart of the Father is come home where I can love you yeah. and disprint and, and show. And, and Christians are called to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy, mm -hmm. to proclaim their faith and to pray because there's a blindness yes. covering the eyes of the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a blindness covering the, you, you didn't see these things till this encounter with the Lord. Yes, with, without right? the encounter, without that revelation, I didn't see any of these things and, and I didn't I didn't think that they mattered. So if I would have listened to someone saying what I say, what I'm saying right now before my encounter, I would say, well, it that doesn't matter. You know, it, it's it's all grace and it's love and it's, you know, as long as we kind of keep the the spirit of all these things, it's okay. And here's the thing. No. It's not okay because we're talking about the gospel of the kingdom. This is the gospel of the kingdom. This is the gospel that Jesus and the apostles preach. The gospel of the, king, of the kingdom is a gospel of demonstrations, not with word of eloquence or human wisdom, but with a demonstration of power. What does the Bible say about God's love? God demonstrates his love for us in this. Mm -hmm. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So... It's, we can't just mentally agree and, and agree, agree with these things on our heart. Demonstration is the heaven and earth connection.